0: everybody. Today, we are going to talk about the Four of Wands, the final one of the Aries three Ares Deccan cards. The hermetic title of the Four of Wands is, it actually has two, right? Yeah. Because we have one one that Crowley came up with and one, one that the Golden Dawn came up with.
1: Right. So the original one was uh, Lord of Perfected Work, and then he revised it to Lord of Completion. Which...
0: Basically sounds like the same thing, but, uh, slightly,
1: slightly pithier. Yes, Yes, exactly.
0: They, they both basically indicate the same thing, but, but there's definitely a different, slightly different feel to the term perfected work. I think, I mean, it picks up on the idea of perfection as, you know, as the end point, just the way completion is, but perfection seems to indicate something else, like an ideal or a, um, it's not just done. It's good. And what is so good about the four of wands? I don't know about you, but I love this card. The, the ruler of this decan of Aries is Venus. And of course, the ruler of Aries is the emperor is the emperor is Mars. Mars so yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've got, so you've got Venus and Mars together, um, right. for this moment. And it's particularly interesting because, uh, Venus is in detriment in any sign ruled by Mars and vice versa, right? So she's, when she's transiting through the sign, she is not at her strongest. But on the other hand, she's the ruler of this Deccan. I, I remember asking Austin about this, about what what about when you have dignity of face, but not dignity of sign. And, uh, and his opinion was that you get both things. You get the weakness and the strength together, which is interesting. And, oh, another thing that I was also talking to, um, who was it? Oh, I was talking to Chris Warnock, the, um, the planetary magician, uh, and Renaissance astrologer, who was saying to me that, you know, Venus, her character in Aries is she spends like a drunken sailor. <laughs> so there you have the sort of like wobbly out of control say, you know, and in Scorpio, she's also in, pretty bad shape you know she's uh she has the that desire to cling while also the desire to spend sort of at odds with each other the drunken harlot (laughs) (laughs) exactly just like yeah yeah with the lipstick smeared across the face (laughs) anyway but here she is venus and aries and um or venus ruling the final decan of aries and this is sort of like this final moment in this cycle that we had going from uh, dominion to virtue to completion, completion, right?
1: Yeah. I. So in Dominion, we had the penetration, the fertilization, and in Virtue, the three, we had the quickening. And then yeah. here, there's actually like the birth of something, because it's a four where something, you know, the first solid mm-hmm. manifestation mm-hmm. below the abyss where yeah. something is actually realized and uh, materialized from, you know, the ideal now it's to the actual.
0: Yeah. So that's sort of looking at it in sort of almost like a three trimester kind of way. And here we have, but you can also look at it as almost like, if you imagine in pregnancy in the third set of 10 days, that would probably be when you realized you were pregnant, you know, so there would be that moment where you would be like oh, real something feels real, you yeah. know, and uh there's definitely that moment when you're first realize that something's not quite normal in your body it's not just that you've missed your period or whatever but you start to feel different and you know your breasts get tender there's venus at work like in detriment (laughs) you know so things things definitely happen in the body
1: that kind of ties into i think what's said of this card is it's a labor of love completed yeah which makes sense yeah and it's uh you know, the Empress and the Emperor, the, the Son of the Morning meets the uh, Daughter of the Mighty Ones.
0: Is that what it is? The Son of the Morning meets the Daughter of the Mighty Ones. Yeah. 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 And I just love that it's the card of the Empress and the Emperor like that, because they they aren't exactly equals. You know, she... Because she's a planetary major, and he's a zodiacal major. She's in detriment in his sign. So it's almost like she's passing through, you know, uh, the planetary wanderer is passing through the sign, giving it her life and force, and he having the chance to shape it and work with it in a way.
1: I also look at it as, you know, a marriage, because, mm-hmm. you know, emperor, empress, they're obviously a couple, and then they're in the uh, four which is Jupiter, the mm-hmm. law, you know, mm-hmm. a, a union, a law.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of like,
1: okay, so for now we have
0: um this moment where we create the structure around us and we celebrate that uh with the emperor and the empress together in their marriage or their wedding. And we really see that on the Rider-Waite-Smith card where they have, you know, the four wands forming a sort of huppa Right, right, um,
1: right, and there's definitely a garland on there, which is with a, a garland, a venus- very exactly thing, flowers and ribbons. And- so you
0: have the pretend house, which is what a chuppah is. Yep. Like it symbolizes the new home of the bride and, and groom. The actual house the <laughs> castle, which is and probably the emperor, house, you know, right. is the
1: grand architect, exactly, the, the exactly, you know, and um, the maidens holding up bouquets, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: They're supposed to be two female form- forms, according to Wait and uh, and, uh, and and Pixie.
1: Looks like people celebrating and dancing, or something in the background. Yeah, it's definitely
0: a celebration card. There's some a moment of rest. Um, I think I think Wait might have called it rest after labor or something like that. He also referred to it as the harvest home festival of a sort, even though it's on the wrong end of the year for that. I think what's also kind of interesting about the writer waite Smith card is that. Well, first of all, you have one in blue and one in red, which again seems like a sort of male-female mm-hmm. kind of thing.
1: Hakma and uh, bina.
0: Hmm. Hakma and bina, for sure.
1: Or Ches- Chesed and, and Givorah. Right, yeah, right? Right. 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 Yeah. Co-
0: Color-wise, in terms of the the Briatic colors, it would be Chesed and Gavura. Yes. yeah. Um, if this were the pillar of force and the pillar of form, it would be as if you were standing in it rather than facing it. It could
1: also be, you know, fire and water, just the, yeah. mar- the marriage of opposites. Exactly, like
0: that. exactly, why not? Venus
1: being wa- more watery in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, the feminine waters yeah. and the masculine fire.
0: And also there's, uh, on the Rider-Waite-Smith card, we have that stage formation in front which you know they call them the stage cards and a lot of people have speculated as to just how significant that was you know the line across the front whether that was supposed to mean anything esoterically but i think interpretationally you know it can be thought of as as a momentary thing a temporary thing something that happens we p- fulfill a role on that yeah, stage yeah i look at yeah. the
1: fours that way that not mm-hmm. only are they a completion of something you know a, a, they're a plateau from which you have to move on eventually. So they're both an ending and a beginning as the first card, you know, below the abyss in the mm-hmm. actual yes. section of the tree, you know. So they're a beginning, and they're almost like it, it, the ace of the material right. world. Right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah, uh, Crowley described it as the first manifested power beyond the abyss, as you're saying. And um, and also in the, in the Crowley card, you have... We should probably keep going with this theme of the the marriage, the empress mm-hmm. and the emperor. Um, you have the circle, which limits, you know, it's the it shows the end of the cycle. But he says that this limitation bears the seeds of disorder of the five. Right. But uh, but even cooler, I think, in terms of talking about the emperor and the empress, in here is the is the
1: wands. That he right, chose. right, the rams and the doves, so obviously yeah. rams of Aries and doves of Venus, or mm-hmm. you could also say, you know, the rams of Amun-Ra and the doves of Isis, right. is another way of saying right. the same thing. And either way, the Isis or the Empress, it's a birth experience. Yeah. They both had a lot to do with, with the birth of things.
0: Right, right. So each wand has one symbol from each uh, dove on one side, ram on the other. And it's interesting because it's like the dove is flying towards the ram. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the way they look, though, there's, you know, four wands. It looks like there's eight. It looks like like eight. eight It looks like a Wheel of Fortune. Wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which kind of brings in the Jupiter influence of the four. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. That's a good point. Because
1: Hesed is Jupiter, uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's cool. And so there's something a little bit interesting about this in the sense that we have a benefic with the malefic. So um are there any Mars in, do we have Mars in Libra, Mars in Taurus? No, we don't. We don't have any cards like that but we mean do have a malefic. So be- Mars as
1: Aries? Because well, it's Aries, yeah, kind it's not of. Actually yeah, Mars, it's not actually it's Mars. Aries, I'm just so trying to think of like a yeah. mutual reception type thing right. where
0: so you have a benefic in the sign of a malefic, a malefic in the sign of a benefic. Yeah, right. And uh so so we have a benefic in the sign of a malefic. Mercury. Like two of like the two of disks, Jupiter a benefic in the sign of a malefic, Saturn or Saturn in Sagittarius 10 of wands the malefic Saturn in the sign of a benefic Jupiter. So there's sort of like this balancing act going on, which is interesting.
1: But it works here, probably Mm -hmm. because of the influence of Jupiter, which is, you know, the greater benefic with with Venus, the lesser.
0: Right, right. So when when we're talking about Jupiter, we bring that in because of his connection with four, the number four and the Sephira Chesed, which is the fourth Sephira.
1: And it's cool too because you know Venus and and Aries or Venus and Mars or fire and water or however you want to say it. This opposites. It's like love and will. They're yeah. a natural pairing. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. I think I think you should talk a little bit about the way you paired them
1: in Tabula Mundi too. So in my card, obviously, it's also combining features from the Emperor with the Empress, and it's got the circle and the square. You know, the compass and compass and square, I -hmm. should say. Um, The top of the card, the compass is has the bee as its, you know, emblem where below it, uh, reflected by the compass from the emperor card. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you've got the uh, eagle on the compass for the emperor and the bee on the compass for the
0: um, right. The bee being a, an Venus. icon of Venus. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so yeah. if you
1: look at the Empress card in Tabula Mundi, it's got bees flying out from her heart. And, um, on the Emperor card, it's got the compass with the eagle. So it's almost like the mm-hmm. compass is reflect, they're reflecting each other, um, with their own emblems. And those emblems are, you know, important because in, in heraldry, they had certain meanings, you know, the eagle being, Military might and you know, rulership and um, courage and things like that. Whereas the B is about diligence and the Mm -hmm. empire that's being ruled and creativity and um, governance. So they 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 go together, they go together, the rulership and the empire, what's being ruled, right? Right, sort of like the crown in the kingdom, (laughs) yeah. And the um, the compass and square also now. I don't know if I'm going to say these names right. Maybe you know how to pronounce them, the sovereign, original sovereigns or whatever, the first sovereigns, uh, F-U-X-I, is that how uh, you would pronounce it? Fuxi, that would be Fuxi. So mm-hmm. Fuxi and Nua and... U W
0: A N U W so N U W A gosh, I don't know those. Yeah, oh, so I don't okay. know how to
1: pronounce them, but let's yeah. just say Fushi and Nuwa, okay. male and yeah. female. You know, like oh, the... Nu
0: Nu means means uh, woman, so yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're yeah. they're a male and female and pair. And Fu father. The, yeah,
1: they're the original sovereigns in myth in mytho- mythological figures. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's cool. And
1: one of them is associated. The male is associated with the square. And mm-hmm. the female is associated with the compass, so we've with got the square and the circle. Ah, that's you know, great. The square and the circle, they're, yeah. they're natural pair. Yeah, and also in Masonic terms, the obviously the um, compass and square had meanings. So there's a there's a quote from a Masonic dictionary that says this: the square to square our actions, the compass to circumscribe, to circumscribe and keep us in bounds with all mankind. Nice, nice. So the, that that's, uh, speaks a little bit about the the nature of the four with the association with law yeah. and order and rulership. You know.
0: Yeah, but also the necessity for um for the circular for the irrational the um natural. Yeah, exactly. Unmeasured, and you have that wonderful um, comparison between the two, where you have the golden ratio. Represented in its spiral form in the Empress, and yes. then in its um, rational and then in its Fibonacci, Fibonacci form, sequence,
1: which is the more rational form of the irrational number. Yeah, in the in the Emperor, in the Emperor. if you guys look behind,
0: yeah. uh, you'll see the bricks behind it, and uh, yeah, I think those are just, in the
1: Fibonacci um, ratio. I, I think guess that's you so brilliant. Say. Yeah, I love that. And there's also they yeah. they are paired in the sense of, you know, she is the the hive itself the the bees where he's mm-hmm. the structure you know the mm-hmm, hive that supports them. the hive structure yeah. is his, his domain where she's the the actual f- the actual swarm right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so yeah. they're a natural pair and then yeah. the other thing that's uh present in the four of wands in the deck uh, so the um the empress the moons the dual moons from the empress mm-hmm. are on either side of the um empress half of the card in the four and Mm -hmm. then the solar uh motifs from the emperor are on his side so then you got lunar and solar again male female Mm -hmm. kind of balance right
0: you know if you think about it so this is the um time period april 11th through april 20th which is when tax day falls. Yeah. <laughs> so you have like Venusian money Completion. being structured and, Get it done. <laughs> and, and, uh, and rigidly organized by the tax man. <laughs> <Yuck>. <laughs> Sorry, that was such a nice monologue that you did. And then I had to bring in tax. What else happens during April 11th to April 20th? It's not quite Arbor Day. That's, that's the first decade of time. Earth Day is April 20th. And 22nd, I think,
1: right? Isn't no, it? No, I thought oh, it was like, oh, April really? 20th is oh, Earth okay. Day. Yeah. And I also, no, that's, yeah, Earth Day is April 20th. And then Thomas you have, Jefferson's um, birthday is in Yeah, the- yeah, so. <laughs> <What it's laughs> worth. So,
0: um, so you have, you know, and you're supposed to plant trees. With the idea being that, you know, you have a a, a human intervention in service right. of that's, nature. Yeah, you know.
1: very emperor empress, Yeah.
0: And it's also a time when we, you know, it's too
1: early for us to plant, but a lot of people do. It's further south of us. an Earth Day when people are, at least should go out and pick up some trash. <laughs> right. Know, clean right. up the earth. Right. And then there's the... Um, the color for the card is interesting too because it's mm-hmm. deep violet. You know, the king yeah. scale of Hesed is deep violet, and so if you there's... think about that card, it's a combination of red and blue. It so certainly is. In yeah. The prior to Wands cards, the card was pure soft blue for the two mm-hmm. and crimson for the three. Right, and here we so have if you them mix blended. Them together,
0: yeah. In the four, we
1: have deep violet.
0: Right. So this is sort of, um, you know, we think of. Violet as being a Jovian, you and know, a Jupiterian four, so color as well. Sense. So that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I that so was it's a combination of all three influences there.
1: It's like um, force and form, you know?
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: The two blended and together. The three blended together, the yeah. union of force and form right. creates. Order or structure or something that right. comes out of that.
0: Right. And you know, and you also think about the way, you know, purple is the color of yisod, which is between the two pillars. Yep. Um, Balanced. balance. So you get yep. red on the one side, blue on the other, and then together they form purple. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a like a it's a maturation of the creative stages before it, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Right. So there's some interesting stuff going on here, uh, with the Deccanic imagery. Um, I'm just gonna read that real quick. Uh, so the Deccan image from the Picatrix is a restless man holding in his hands a gold bracelet wearing red clothing who wishes to do good, but is not able to do it. And then from Agrippa, you have a white man with, uh, pale with reddish hair and clothed with a red garment who carrying on the one hand a golden bracelet and holding forth a wooden staff is restless and like one in wrath because he cannot perform the good that he would. So there's this very interesting
1: venus and detriment thing going on where venus is trying and you see both venus and mars in those statements the reddish hair the red garments and then for for mars or Mm -hmm. aries and And then the the gold gold bracelet which is very venusian yeah
0: yeah exactly and the significations for those are subtlety subtle mastery new things instruments wit meekness joy and beauty which is curious but you know I think that whereas you have, you know, when you when you put, we were talking about benefic in the sign of a malefic before, you know, Venus does much better in a sign of Mars than she does in a sign of the greater malefic Saturn. Like if you mm-hmm. see Venus in Aquarius, she's you know really that that powerlessness before this hostile force is. Uh, it's almost like she knows how to talk to Mars.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, she can get her way
0: with, <laughs> with him <laughs> once in a while. They have they have. Points of common interest. <laughs> Aphra- Aphrodite and Ares, you know. The, exactly. The love and war. Again, exactly. the, the gods of
1: love and war.
0: That's right. And, uh, and,
1: and, in and fact- you know, Aphrodite was also a goddess of war at times. Yeah. So she has her martial yeah. nature within her, which is maybe why she can adapt.
0: But, you know, what is associated with this card is Eros, the, you know, Aphrodite's
1: Yeah, the son son of Aphrodite. Yeah,
0: which you can completely, totally see.
1: Mm -hmm. uh, Again, it's a birth, you know? Right. Theme of birth, Eros, the child of the love goddess. Yes, and the war goddess. And who, in turn, uses his arrows to create other (laughs) mortals. Right, so it's a weapon. procreate. (laughs) Yes,
0: the weapons of desire. That
1: is, you know, what this card is all about. I guess you know the the Venus and Aries thing too. It's you know Venus, her her weapon is is to charm, you know, right. to beguile and charm that which is harsh, <laughs> mm-hmm. or to um, or martial. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. She uses her ways and what she does to counteract
0: what happens with in the presence of Venus is that you know. To this get is, it done. The the <laughs> testosterone is used not for fighting but for sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, we could talk a little bit about we talked a little bit about 4 as um as being the number of Cassid and Jupiter. We talked about it having to do with solidity and stability. So, Yeah, know, because if you yeah.
1: take four points, you know, you get a square, which is Right right even more stable than the triangle that preceded it
0: right so it's a way of giving um some f- some form and structure to this fiery energy and uh working with its fleeting nature to um produce this moment of stability and celebration
1: and it's yeah it's taking a moment to appreciate the stage that you've got to and prepare for the next the, right. to follow with the you know, where things must change. Right. With the papist dialectic, they
0: call it the commencement of opposition. So, <laughs> or the, you know, again, as, as Waite was saying, the seeds of disorder, right? <laughs> within, yep. within the circle of completion. The
1: yeah. The forces of entropy on the horizon. Mm-hmm. But not here yet.
0: But not here yet. Not here yet. What about, um, what about, we talked a little bit about the num uh, the color of the Sephira in
1: Absolute, which is, um, which is deep violet or, yep. is that right? Yeah. And, and then you have the other colors, which yeah. would be all the colors of the Emperor Aries and all the colors of the Empress Venus. So. So you've got the emerald. Yeah. For the emperor, you've got all the reds, you know, big red. Every red there is. Scarlet red, 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 (laughs) flame red, glowing red. Yeah. And then for the empress, you've got the emerald and the sky blue and the spring green and the rose rayed with pale green. So lovely. Yeah. And And you can see all those mm -hmm. colors in, well, they're in my card and Mm -hmm. in Crowley's card, uh, Lady Harris, pretty much concentrates on the red and the green yeah so
0: she didn't bother with the color of the sephira the violet really but she really picked up on the two um you can if you put and i recommend you do this you if you put the four of wands in between the empress and the emperor you can really see how you know how they combine in that in that card and yeah
1: yeah you don't really see the violet yeah, there they're really... Hint of it in maybe the, in the, the, the ram's
0: horns or something, yeah.
1: It's, it's very subtle, if so. Yeah. And then yeah. in Wait's card, there's I definitely... I think it looks like a pool and... table. <laughs> kind of, yeah. The green felt and... The... Yeah. The <laughs> Wait's card, then we have the uh, red and green in the garland. That's right, yeah. And I guess you could say the violet is symbolized by the blue and red yeah. robes of the figures uh, is violet.
0: You could say that. You could say that. Um I mean, I think it's interesting that if you look at the, you know, the weight empress and the weight emperor, you have, you know, in her card, she's all you know, curves and natural forms and his is all structures and, you know, and, and straight lines. And it's interesting how you have a compromise between that and the four of wands where you have... You know straight lines, but they're composed of natural objects, right? right? The the four wands. It's almost like that the stone. The four wands
1: in the castle. are the, the, the yeah. Straight structures. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, the curved, the curved garland and the flowing robes. Right.
0: We're gonna we're gonna have structure, but we're gonna decorate and it. The ribbon, <laughs> the, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the emperor is like the architect, and Venus is the the decorator. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. So. Um, so when people draw, I don't know if we're ready for this yet, but when people draw your Tabula Mundi Four of Wands, what, what do you want them to have in mind?
1: I would say, first of all, to keep in mind that whole idea of force and form meeting to to create something that has a more stable structure that is mm-hmm. actualized.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I actually wanted to ask you because I, I'm not sure I ever knew this, but the the line across the middle mm-hmm. uh, in your four of wands. You want to talk about that for a second? There's sort of a, a horizontal line that bisects it. It's kind of a glowing,
1: yeah. Axis. I mean, it's flames, but on the emperor side, it's red, and on the empress side, it's green. It's mm-hmm. just kind of another way of putting two opposites, you know, against each other to have the green in, of growth on her side and, you know, the red of progress <laughs> on, yeah, on his side. Yeah,
0: yeah. It almost reminds me a little bit of like, you know, um of colors? <laughs> well, yes, that's true. <laughs> but like grass growing out of the warm earth kind of a thing. It reminds yeah, me of that it, a little it, bit. It,
1: the, the green flames actually do look very grass-like to echo the grass. Yeah. In, in her, yeah. her card. Yeah. Interesting. And then there's also the uh six-sided honeycomb cells, which if you think Ooh, about neat. when you have a bee and you have a hive, what's the result? They build these cells and fill them with honey. And that's right. the completed work, the perfected right. work. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And you
0: have, you know, in the six-sided, um in the hexagon, you have the two times the three. Again, that's force times form. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: it's the progression, you know, that you've come to he- from the two and the three and you know and it's also it's it's stable and it's a resting place but there should be an awareness that it doesn't last forever right when you're in the four it's a stage it's yeah. a plateau I, you know it's yeah. like enjoy yeah. it and get ready for gather your, you it's a checkpoint yeah you know like in a exactly. game you know checkpoint yeah time to, you know, a little yeah, while yeah. to level up and Don't go on to the next battle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, you know, what's really interesting is that, you know, I went through I went through all of the times I'd gotten the Four of Wands in the last couple of years, and there were a couple different significations. But um one of them I've always associated it with kind of safe spaces, temporary safe spaces, and I got it a lot when we were on the road at motels. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) So it's sort of like, you know. Here's your haven for the night. It's it's got everything you need. Nothing you really want to live with, but you know, meets all your needs at the moment. And then you move on. And then you move on. I also got it for two other things. Um, I, I, I get it a lot when, um, parties, I get it for parties. You know, if you look at the Wade Smith card, it's just a party card in a lot of ways. And I, you know, I would get that for, I literally got it on my, birthday last year and on Zoe's birthday last year and on my anniversary last year you know every single time I went out for you know not every time but a lot of the time I'd go out to you know eat something drink something shop or you know do something Venusian like that I would get this four of wands cards it's literally like the candles on the birthday cake
1: yep and one thing I've gotten it for is because it's a wand I often get those associated with creative projects. Ooh, neat. And so which are labors of love usually, at least for me they are. So Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, either a completion or at least a finished phase of a labor of love. Mm -hmm. You You apply your will and your love to this thing your creation and um it's usually very a positive card to get in
0: yeah yeah and it it kind of reminds me a little bit of your studio too sort of like the safe space where you have all the things that you need to create the art i certainly have rulers and (laughs) compasses galore (laughs) as well as like squishy paints and tubes (laughs) yes and then the last thing that i often get uh that often happens when i get this card said i do a lot of readings for people so you know it just happens to be that i tend to like get it like
1: reflections readings and yeah. this is a card of you know yeah and i think there's also
0: like from one of the things that i think about the in Mirror that little room where i do readings at the crystal shop is that this is a safe you know it's a safe space for people to come and sort of unburden themselves have a conversation Feel better, move on, you know, blow their nose on the Kleenex, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and that room itself is a very four of wands room to me. It's sort of like, well, you know, you're not staying here forever, but it's safe and comfortable and nice for you while you're here. Yeah. And, uh, so that's one of the things I think about with this as well.
1: In some contexts, too, it can indicate a marriage. Because yes. Because of the whole emperor, yes. Empress thing. And yeah. The, the pairing.
0: Yeah. In fact, you know, Sometimes we talk about this, like when you're doing a love reading, people want to see the lovers, they want to see the two of cups, they want to see the four of wands, and they want to see the 10 of discs, right? And if you saw all of those things, then you would probably feel confident that you could say something about that. If you saw only one, (laughs) maybe not. But, But definitely that progression, you know, the moment of yeah and the uh and i i have actually literally seen this for people who were about to get married like next week kind of a thing yeah they will draw this card pretty reliably of course it doesn't really say whether the marriage is going to last or anything but it definitely says that something's going to happen exactly (laughs) exactly Exactly. the the law you leveled up the law has been written (laughs) right right okay so we covered a lot uh actually with this card um We talk about the marriage of the Lord and the Lady. Um, we talked about what exactly completion means. Uh, we talk about, we talked about the balance of force and form, male and female, uh, the natural and the built, the birth experience, the birth experience. Um, we talked about dignity and detriment, parties, (laughs) safe spaces of all kinds, uh, the taming of desire and desire as a weapon. So, um, yeah, it's, this is a really fascinating, wonderful card. One of my favorites. All right. So, um, so that's it for the four of wands and we hope you will join us next week for the five of wands.